When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One, two, three. I made a detour out of the game when I was hustling crack. Made a couple of dollars, made a little bit of change, never looked back. You can find me at the shooting range practicing busting gaps. Want a vocal booth in this disnudio, busting raps. With some gold on my body, off my body, off colors Rossi, I'm sloppy. I treat my luxury scraper like a Bugatti, Lottie, Dottie. She like the party off Molly, but Cardi let it get I don't know why the fuck I, I clap before I do this every week. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back again. We're back for the ACC preview this time. We're not doing the conferences that are dying just yet. That'll be the next couple of weeks. But we have a very special guest. We have Jared from the corner booth, the man who got me started at Belly Up. Jared, how are you doing today? I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, happy to talk some uh, Canes football, ACC football. Uh, you know, one of the soon-to-be-dying conferences when Miami, Florida State, and Clemson eventually leaves to go to the SEC or wherever the hell they're going. So, you know, it's at least a couple more years of us being stuck in this shit conference. But, you know, we get to talk about it. So, it's going to be a fun time. I don't know if going to the SEC will be any better for you guys. <laughs> but we not. also have Kiernan. <laughs> We have Kiernan, whose hair is the same color as one of Miami's colors. Kiernan, how are you doing today, bud? Great. Now I just need to throw up green and we'll have everything we need. And his, skin, his skin's the same color as our away jerseys. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> what Kiernan needs to do is just dye his beard green for St. Patrick's Day. And make sure you wear like SPF 1000 for the couple weeks before. Then you'll just have an Irish flag on your face without needing to paint it. Perfect. Perfect. Flawless, flawless decision making there. We have already established Kiernan's uh, 2023 St. Patrick's Day plan. So there you go. Notice how the plans don't include goal or guide or anything. Just sit at home like that. Yeah, just, yeah, just with heritage. my like with my hands folded and you know just being quiet. <laughs> yep. No, no music. Not watching any TV. <laughs> nope, just nope. sitting in a dark room <laughs> eating a raw potato. <laughs> All right, that all right, that's starting to hurt, Kevin. Right, <laughs> you don't need to be too specific. You can drink a Guinness too while you're at it. Oh, thank God. And chase it with a half a bottle of Jameson. Don't tempt me. Oh, oh, that sounds good. That sounds like uh, my cousin on vacation last year. <clears throat> sounds like me in a week and a half. Not, not drinking on the show. Yeah, it sounds like me in like three weeks. So there you go. Uh, speaking of the Irish, though. We're going to jump right into who's the idiot for this week. Uh, For those who don't know, Stephen A. Smith, for some reason, injuring your shoulder prohibits you from appearing on TV. Uh, I don't don't know why, but Mad Dog's filling in for him, and he had his Mad Dog's A-list this week, today. Most storied CFB programs. This is the same man later on who said, 
He doesn't care what Will Anderson does. The Heisman's a quarterback and running back award. He doesn't even like giving it to wide receivers. This man has a vote, by the way. Which is just terrifying. This man's an idiot. But Mad Dog's A-list, most storied CFB programs. Five, Oklahoma. Four, USC. Three, Alabama. Two, Michigan. And number one, Notre Dame. I have three of those in my top five. I have a couple of those in my top five as well. I think, well, Jared, do you just want to go into your top five first? Yeah, we could do that. I mean, okay, so the way I looked at it, because Kevin talked about this, and I was driving home and cruising and listening to country music and driving way too fast trying to get home on time. And um, I thought about this. And, and as much as I would love to be at home and put Miami in the top three, I can't. As much as they have, like, two documentaries written about them, the scandals, the players, the NFL names – and like I, you know, this is no disrespect to the Big Ten or the Pac-12, but I have zero teams from them in my thing. Just because you're saying we're back every 30 seconds doesn't mean you're started. It just means you're a pain in the ass. Oklahoma before Barry Switzer got there was a joke. Um, so basically, I looked at like five Miami because you know everything I just said. They are like five national titles. They've always been the news when college football is better. When Miami's better for ratings. Um, they just and they have the NFL appeal. They have South Beach. They have a lot of like memorable memorable moments in college football. Um, number four is Michigan. Uh, t- part one of the greatest rivalry of you know college football. It's no disrespect to Auburn, Alabama, but it stopped being a rivalry when Al- Alabama got Saban. Except for that one Cam Newton year because they've been literally kicking the crap out of Auburn for years. Um, but Michigan has all these story players. It's part of the greatest rivalry in sport in the in the sport. At least the most like we had this argument last year with JD. So I'll rephrase that because I know Kevin's about to blow a gasket. Um, the most uh, recognizable um, rivalry in sports, and honestly, Michigan. Whether it's like there's the things like the Michigan Man, and you have the whole things about Jim Harbaugh, Tom, even Tom Brady. You go back to the teams with Bo Schembechler. Versus like the Woody Hayes, Ohio State teams. It's kind of my weakest entry in this list. But I feel like you can't put Ohio State in without putting Michigan. If if so, they're tied and I throw USC in as my five. Um, number three is uh, Ohio State. Uh, recently, as of late, they've been dominant. But you go back, Woody Hayes, those teams, Urban Meyer, the Jim Trestle years. At least recent, maybe it's recency bias for me, but I don't think college football – I don't. College football post like pre like nineteen sixty doesn't really matter to me in this list, I guess. So Ohio State, very relevant. A bunch of national titles under different coaches, and they've just always been like the Big Ten's finest. Or at least in that conversation. Number two is of course Alabama. Only because and the only reason they're number two is because honestly, I gotta put them at one. So no, number two is Notre Dame. And as much as I hate agreeing with Carton about anything, they have movies, they have famous players, they're like an inner, they're a national brand, they're an independent old school team. They have so many national titles, but you know, before you know, desegregation of the sport. Um, and <laughs> it's with with Notre Dame to me, as much as I despise them, and I look forward to every time we play them because we kick the living crap out of them now because they can't keep up with speed. I love seeing 
there's the Notre Dame is a brand itself, and it's the only reason they make the playoff. It's because if they were just a regular like Cincinnati, they would never have made the playoff in some of these years they played. But they make it because of the brand and because of the recognizability. You see the ND, you know what it's about. From the th- and this is the one exception to that whole pre sixties role. You have coaches all the way from back from like I think it was what Nuke Rockney coach for them, all the way up to Lou Holtz. Then you have the post Lou Holtz era. And then you even I even consider the Brian Kelly era successful for Notre Dame because they were relevant for the whole almost decade he was there. But number one, the New York Yankees of the college football world, these guys just kicked the living side of everybody. They go through stretches of dynasties, not just the dynasty. You have the Bear Bryant years. You have a couple teams in the 90s who won. And then you have Nick Saban basically just giving college football the middle finger for the last decade and a half. So... You know, you have so many great NFL guys, and also the fact they have the most national titles, guys. Come on. It's, it's, there's story, there's story, and there's dominance, and dominance equals story to me. And as much as I, you know, I, I get Alabama fatigue, it'll never be as bad as, like, you know, like, you know, Patriots fatigue, anything like that. Alabama to me is just, even when they're just kicking the snot out of a team, they're still entertaining to watch. Like, one of the, my fondest moments of college football over the past 10 years watching Devontae Smith carve up Ohio State like a bad Thanksgiving turkey. It was it was just fun watching him smoke all these cornerbacks. So, to me, Alabama's the number one most storied program in college football. They're also the best, so there you go. Jared, that's super annoying because 90% of what you just said is what I was going to say as well. And I was, I was even going to flip Alabama and – I was going to have Notre Dame, then Alabama, and I dropped Michigan a little bit. Yeah. But I actually flipped them right before I was thinking about this. I was like, ah, is it really Notre Dame number one? I think it's probably Alabama purely based on like the – I'm basing Alabama strictly on two eras, the Bear Bryant era and the uh, Nick Saban era because, like you said, so incredibly dominant, just like the, the best of the best – the like you said the yankees of of college football and it's it's so difficult to take uh, a team like that and not put them at the, mm-hmm. one of the or the most storied college football franchises or whatever you want to call it when when they've been so successful that is what storied is it's it's constant success throughout decade and coach and, you know ad and recruiting and it's it's consistent and it's good even when they're bad they're good. That's how storied Alabama is. Uh, what are you getting some annoyed? Of those, some of those teams in the early two thousands were bad. Okay, well, that, all right. Uh, but come on, the hooker yeah. scandal was great. <laughs> uh, Mike Price, man, Ameri- living the American dream. You I'll know? raise you one better, Kieran. Right okay. now, I have an Alabama quarterback as my background on my phone. Well, there you go. That's yeah. stories. <laughs> Don't don't tell Oklahoma fans that you have an Alabama quarterback because they'll try to claim him, even though he doesn't claim them. All right, so with all the Alabama love right now, I'm going to make you guys take back everything you just said with my list. What's the point, Kevin? Just agree with us and move on. Why can't you just be happy? (laughs) Oh, I have some bones to pick. Oh, God. Number five is the Miami Hurricanes. Thank you. You cannot tell the story of college football without talking about the hurricanes in the eighties and the early two thousands. They had the swag. They had the players. They were fun to watch and they didn't care what you thought. 
it was glorious to watch. It was so much fun. Number four, I have Oklahoma. I based a lot of this also off of success in the last 20 years, which Oklahoma does have. You have back-to-back Heisman winners. Recently, you have a Heisman finalist. You had other Heisman winners this, this decade or this past 20 years. You have a national championship. They are good. They were good in the past. They are a phenomenal team. Number three, Ohio State. I don't have Michigan on this list, by the way. Okay. Because you, Jared, like you said, you're not going to count. You're not really going to pay attention to anything pre 1960. Yeah. Can I, I didn't pay- say one thing? I honestly wish I changed it out, moved Miami to four, and put USC at five. I don't have Michigan on this because I didn't look at anything past like 1949, and they have won national championships since then. Also true. They won in 48 and 97. Also, Michigan does not get to claim Tom Brady because they wouldn't let him start. That's just ridiculous. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying, like, that's my mindset. On the like, issue. I'm already, re- it's like, I'm like regretting it. You know, you've been friends with me for long enough. Where you see my regretfulness face. This is it. Mm. Number two, a team that was fun to watch in the early 2000s, fun to watch with Sam Bam Cunningham, helped integrate the heart of the South by running all over Bear Bryant, the USC Fighting Trojans. They are a phenomenal team. They have been for most of their history in a bit of a rough patch right now. Maybe the Big Ten will help bring it back. I blame Clay Helton for that. But USC is my second best team. And number one, of course, is the University of Alabama. You guys have already given your Alabama love fest. Obviously, the two greatest coaches in college football history. You have Nick Saban, Bear Bryant, not even getting into Wallace Wade and Frank Thomas from 1923 to 1946. Winning, It was a long stretch, but winning five national titles in that span in college football's sort of infancy still. Uh, college football started in the 1890s, but it still is a very young sport. And then Bear Bryant, obviously. Gene Stallings in the 90s winning a natty. Alabama is the standard. It is what every program wants to be. It's what Kirby Smart's trying to build in Georgia, and he has done it. He won a national championship off of the defense. And, yeah, there were rough patches, but still, you can't look at the history of Alabama and go, oh, no, like, they're not the best program ever. And why I don't have Notre Dame on this list, they're a fake storied franchise. They do not belong in the conversation with Alabama, with USC, with Oklahoma, with Miami. Hell, Texas is a better claim to being a story franchise than Notre Dame. Notre Dame, yes, they have 11 claim national titles. Seven of those came prior to 1960. They won one in the 60s, two in the 70s, and then they haven't won since the Berlin Wall fell. Their last national championship was 1988. Once the Soviet money dried up, Lou Holtz couldn't coach. Lou Holtz oh, also we're not, back, we're back. Lou Holtz also is not a great college football coach. Oh, son of a bit, son of a bit, son of a bit, a gun. <laughs> you thought I was gonna say son of a bitch, didn't you? <laughs> He's not. He there's just really no other way around it. Yeah, he won a national championship. Great. That's not that impressive to me. Like winning one, yes, it's very hard to do, but he. You have to win multiple to be considered a great coach, which he didn't do. You either have to coach for 
30 years and break the wins record or win multiple national championships. He didn't do either of those. So just quickly to interject, Kevin, you have to, in the thought of Notre Dame not being a storied franchise, you need to understand what, I need to understand what your definition of a storied franchise is. Because if you just say storied, you could literally use, is that the only criteria? It's just greatness. You're either good or you're not. And recognition. They have the recognition. They don't have the greatness. But but that's the thing. It, It, I think it depends on how you define storied because look, I am like, we all know the movie Rudy. I'm sure we've all watched it. I'm sure the listeners of this podcast. Never seen Rudy. Oh, I haven't either. Oh, geez. I I refuse to watch it. Fuck no. It's against my religion. Catholics versus convicts, baby. Aren't you Catholic? Okay. (laughs) I, I have just had my point ruined by the fact I, I've watched the last five minutes of it but the you story did about, not watch the movie Rudy I don't I watched like five minutes at the end but the thing is like count. I know it doesn't count I don't care fuck Rudy um no, but that's not I, here's the thing I, I also Joe, Joe Montana shot that whole movie to shit and I love Joe Montana's point about it go on he basically said that Rudy was a lazy, was late, was not like this hardworking, bust your ass kind of kid. He took plays off on special teams, and his sack was against the third string team, they uh, the team they played against in their last game. And he was kind of a jackass too on the team, apparently, according to Joe, Joe Montana. This is all like this is paraphrasing. Obviously, you have to go look at yeah, the yeah. full story itself. But that gave me all the recognition I needed to go because say, hey, "F Notre Dame, F this story, F this program." I, Kevin, I love you. Love right, you too. So- oh. No. Oh, sorry, Karen. I have a quick, I can have a quick anecdote. Um, mm-hmm. Kevin, do you remember back in high school we had a uh, teacher named uh, Dennis Lawsey? Is that his last name? Yep, Lawsey. He now I actually never looked this up, and it's my own fault for not doing it. But he he stated, and I quote. I hate that fucker Rudy because apparently he was on the team. He was on the team at Notre Dame when he played with the. Yes, he just I goes, love I this. I thought it was Fuck the. Funny. And here's the best part. Here's the best part of that quote from him was it was completely out of context. As awesome. in, as in, awesome. there was nothing to like prompt him to say that. He just straight up said, "I hate that fucker Rudy." Kieran, I love you. You just made my day with that story. Let's fucking go. I hate that movie. I hate the popularity. And I hate Notre Dame. All right. Well, I guess yeah, Notre Dame's out then. Also, if you think of Notre Dame, uh, if you think of them the last 20 years, what's the first, second thing you think of? Because one of them is going to be Catholics versus convicts. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. 
With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central, simpler communications. Manti Teo. Right. Yeah, you're going to think about a guy. <laughs> I think of their ass. It's time they've gotten their ass whooped. That's the first thing. Like, I have multiple occurrences in my head of when they've gone to a big game and gotten their ass kicked. And I just yeah. think, like, championships. Like, my last game, kind of why I watched Notre Dame, is a memory of Trajan Bandy taking them to the house on a pick six for, like, 80 yards. Josh, um, what was his name? Josh, what, I can't remember their freaking quarterback's name. Um, It was Ian Book who came in later. But whoever the quarterback was that started over him was, like, crying on the sideline because um the, the Miami D-line was planting him into the ground every play. It was the ugliest game I'd watched in, like, 10 years. Besides Alabama in the national championship game kicking the snot out of them, which I had to watch see in high school. Kevin, I started appreciating Alabama that year because I had to see so much Notre Dame shit in my high school. And I got to watch Notre Dame that night kick the piss out of them. And it was so satisfying. It was like Ohio State after the whole COVID thing and how they fudged, game, fudged the rules to get into the playoff. That made me so happy. It was like just justice. Yeah. Also, a storied franchise doesn't have to negotiate a rule into the BCS bowl system that if they go undefeated, they get a BCS bowl game. If you're good enough to get a BCS bowl game, you're going to. If you don't like that you your schedule didn't allow you to get one, join a fucking conference. Miami, yeah, that, is, that is the one thing I hate about Notre Dame. I'm just like, I get that you want to be like your own man and like do your own thing and have your own, you know network and whatever but for the love of god just join a conference prove if you keep saying that you know you're this good or this that and the other thing join the big 10 join the sec let's see where you get or even join the acc if you don't even want to join the, the big one i yet. agree i agree but like that's my point is like join a conference fight it out with the likes of clemson ohio state or alabama and let's see how you do and if you're shit you're shit and that's the end of it yeah it, and i I read this week, actually, or last week, last week, that if they join a conference prior to 2036, they have to join the ACC based on deals they've made. And they asked for $75 million from NBC for their next TV deal. Wow. And Mike Berline from Craft Brood Sports had an interesting theory. They are just doing that knowing NBC will say no. So then when their older fans complain that they joined a conference and go, well, we didn't get the deal we wanted, so we got more money joining a conference. I, mean, I just get also bothered by the arrogance of their whole program. They don't have a right to be arrogant. I, that's the what bothers me. If Alabama walks up and says, hey, like if Alabama wants to pay Miami again for a home and home and goes, hey, they demand this much, I'm like, if I'm Miami's eight, I'm like, okay, y'all are the best program in the history of college sports. Here you go. Like, there's no debating there. Notre Dame is based off of a, a fake fucking movie, titles before segre- segregation ended, and a couple of good seasons. And a by the way, that Lou Holtz national title team was bullshit, and they knew it. Um, they should have lost to Miami on that fumble on the last play. It was bullshit. The rest rigged that game. Also, the next year, Miami kicked the living piss out of them and then celebrated about it. Good. Because um, that's karma. Also, Brian Kelly killed a kid. Moving on. 
He has to uh, bring it up every fucking time. Every time. It was last week. We weren't even talking about Notre Dame, but he he mentioned it. So we were kill us you, though. So we know he has to do now. He has to kill it. He has to kill a gator when he's out in the swamp. Yeah. Fair. With his bare we, hands. We at least were talking about Brian Kelly himself. Oh, uh, fair, fair, fair. Yeah, yeah. But also, I think I might have brought it up like three times this well, week. Didn't you bring it no, up in the big Kevin, time not as well? you. Or, like, not this week, but, like, yeah, I, I think I brought it up every episode that we've had so far okay, this season. Okay, so this, is, this has to be a running thing. We bring up we bring up two things. One, Lou Holtz was a communist, and two... I'll buy uh, that. Yeah, well, we had a whole thing last year. I, where I, we okay, Jerry, you realize I listen and... to your show, okay? Yeah, he does. I listen to your oh, show. Jesus, I didn't know what, what you remember. God. I know, because I remember it because I was driving between jobs right before Christmas, and he brought it up again, and I started crying while driving through downtown Westport. I'm laughing my ass off. Also, he he, he called Joe Paterno a Nazi on my show. So I mean, like, uh, yeah, I did oh, not yeah. out. Yeah, I, I did not outright say <laughs> that. Insinuated. I just said we don't know his whereabouts from 1936 until uh, 1942. Also, you scarred Zach Keelman so bad he quit belly up a year later. <laughs> All right, look, if I scarred him that bad, he would have quit sooner. I think he quit because the people in the, who worked that before we uh, disbanded the radio station because it was stupid. Um, that that was giving that dude stomach ulcers. Anyway, Not fair. yeah. This show could never go on the radio because we swear too much and call um, Lou dude, Holtz a communist. Neither could mine. Oh my god. <sighs> yeah, it's just bad. Um, I bring on McCarthy to bring the bring the hol- holiness of the show up a little bit. And then I just make it, and then I come on and just make it 10 times worse. I balance it to you out. But uh, moving on, SEC media days were this week. ACC media days were today, but nothing really came out of that. Except for the Uh, commissioner complaining. The ACC commissioner did say he was confident that no school will leave the league. And it's going to be hysterical when a bunch of schools leave the league in a couple of years. Miami yeah. has apparently 15 lawyers dedicated to getting out of this ESPN contract, and it's hysterical. Beautiful. Oh, I would oh. love to see the ACC. Because here's the thing. Everyone forgets Miami in the last two seasons has gained five, uh, no, three millionaire boosters and two billionaire boosters, apparently. This is the legend. This is the rumors going around. Like, nobody knows who they are. Everyone knows one of them's A-Rod, one of them's The Rock. But the oh, other three, we are, Musk. What, well, now maybe, maybe he's one of his, one of his 12 children went to the U. I don't fucking know. <laughs> but either that, it's like, nobody knows who the hell these people are. One family, the Ruiz family has already broke ground in like trying to buy the land for a whole Miami sports complex. That's going to be like the size of Gillette stadium. Like that whole like Patriot place yeah. for the hurricanes. It's right off campus. They're trying to buy that entire patch of land because it's up for sale. And they want to build a new OB they want to build a whole like student area and everything in a whole sports complex. I'm like, that would be like the Miami would get a home field advantage back because the OB was ridiculous. Yeah, the fact that they share a stadium with the Dolphins is just inexcusable for a program as storied as Miami. Well, the problem was that management up from 2000, I'd say four up until about 2018 was just too concerned with we have to be the Harvard of the South. Like it was like Ted Foot came back. Thad Foot came back. I thought that motherfucker was dead, but no, apparently his like his descendant this is is our uh is our president of the school. Anybody who doesn't know who Thad Foot is, go watch the U part one. 
You'll understand my joke. I, I, I'm sorry. The U's never going to be Miami of the or the Harvard of the South. I you know Vanderbilt and Duke to compete. I yeah. know <laughs> this is what drives me nuts. It's white rich college girls and dudes who get pulled from Overton to go play football. Hey, there's so, rich white guys there. I know, or dumb white guy, or dumb white guys who had just paid the money. Listen, if Miami wasn't fifty-five k, I would have gotten in. Oh, is it fifty-five? I thought it was sixty. Must have gone. Down. It was fifty-five when I was in college. Good lord. I, listen, the, my favorite part is the fact that I got into LSU. I just didn't get my app in in time. <laughs> so I, yes, on, on paper, I just I was an idiot. Are you kidding me? My junior year of college, of high school and senior year of high school, Jerry was a moron. I didn't really get smart until about three years ago. That's when you want to be dumb, when you're trying to figure out your life. Yeah. It, yeah, that's that's the perfect time to start being dumb. Uh, but SEC Media Days, uh, there's just one thing I want to talk about. New Vanderbilt head, co- head coach Clark Lee. We know in time Vanderbilt will be the best program in the country. You absolute prick you stole that right out from under me oh i'm okay. sorry Kieran, you realize anything sec he's got dibs on even if he says he i if sent he... him the fucking i news. know but you know oh, he's I'm going so... to take the angle also kiernan like at least three quarters of my followers and people i follow are sec related so i uh, see this shit i know all day. i know i know i know i know let's just say but... southern college football it's like 90 percent because you have sec followers too Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a yeah not as many though but i'm just scared honestly i tweeted this out and i've seen it before i've seen jokes about it like when georgia won in 1981 the following year we had record inflation georgia won last year we have record inflation i don't want to know what i, the s- I sent you happen. that I've seen, Kevin. So, I've seen that so many times i know also, i don't fucking want to know what's going to happen if vandy wins oh Nuclear Armageddon. Like I, I feel like that's just the apocalypse. That's it. Game I was over. gonna say. I think that's in book one of Revelations, and Vanderbilt oh. will win a national championship, and then there will be a pale horse in a white horse. Blah blah blah. Whatever the hell that line is. That's how I, I thought about Wake Forest for the longest time too. If I'm not gonna lie, for the ACC, and then they also fair. I was like, wait, Wake Forest. Like, Sorry, keep going. It's just terrifying. I don't want to know what's going to happen. And also, when, like, it's probably not going to happen for like 100 years, and I'll be long dead by then, so it doesn't matter for me. But oh my God. I don't know. I think Karen will be alive in 100 years. I think he takes care of his body. Oh, yeah. No, I'm actually a leprechaun. I just take human form every now and again. When we're recording. When he's in public. It's okay. I, I, I my One of my coworkers is the world's tallest hobbit. This dude eats nine meals a day and stays skinny. I don't know how he does it. And they're not small meals a day. They're not small. They're huge. He like downs like half a plate of lasagna. He's like, oh, I'm still hungry. Like, How? <laughs> I look at him. I, I like I eat some half of I ate like half of serving a chicken parm and some Polish kielbasa because I just like was in my fridge last I throw shit in a pile for for my lunch today. 
and I'm literally like looking. I'm like stuffed. I'm sitting there on my desk, like doing a, a estimate, and looking at him like, "How are you still hungry?" Unbelievable. Yeah, Fucking I know, right? Insane. Oh God! All right, Kevin, you have anything else on this? I keep interrupting you. Know, I feel bad. Uh, it's fine. Uh, I don't have anything else about SEC media days besides Brian Kelly saying he has a combination Southern, Midwestern, and Boston accent. Oh yeah, that. That was awful. I was like, uh, you don't have any of those, actually. So I actually have an idea. So anybody else get reminded of when, like, anybody ever watched New Girl in that episode where Jess tries to do, like, an impression and changes the cities, like, six times? Or Schmidt does. One of the characters does it. That's the impression I got when I watched Brian Kelly do a press conference. He changes three different areas of the country. And it makes me so happy because he's such a goof. And a murder. Like, like I'd understand if he had picked up some Midwestern a little bit in his accent because he was at Notre Dame for a while. But you've been and in Cincinnati South. before that. Yeah. Okay. And Cincinnati before that. I forgot about that. Buddy, you've been in the South for six months. What the hell do you mean you have a Southern accent now? And also, also shout out Boston, for what's the where's the Boston thing come from? Born and raised in Everett. Oh, Thanks. that makes sense. Uh, shout out also for Chris Marler. Uh, from hey, Chris. Saturday down south for asking him to answer in a southern accent what the best southern food he'd had was. Chris was a great guest on, on the corn booth. Thank you to Kevin for bringing him on. You're welcome. I got to get him on this show, but I think he's, I think he's annoyed me man. now because also I, I think my tweets annoy him at this point. Uh, anyway, also from SE from ACC media days, I'm assuming uh, on three put this out. Dabo talking about DJ Ungalele. I think that's how you pronounce it. It's been a year. And it's, it's, it's like it's like 17 syllables or something like that. I'm not even trying to be offensive. I seriously think it's 17 syllables. No, that's fair. Uh, Dabo. Count it, count it out for us, Jared. <laughs> Unga Langa Lele. Okay, so four. <laughs> 17 letters. Either way. Yeah, it's long. Uh, my quarterback, this dude's a freak, and people talk about him like he's some slap dick from East Aboga Community College, and this guy can play the game at the highest level. First off, what did, 10 interceptions last year. First off, what did East Aboga Community College ever do to you? <laughs> Second of all, God are we it. sure he's a freak? Dude doesn't want to run. I don't know if he can. He's built like a tight end, and he runs like a defensive tackle. Anybody no, else get like anybody a, else a get giraffe. anybody else get like like poor man's Tebow vibes with him? Uh, uh very like, poor man's vibes. That's <laughs> what I mean. Like very poor man Tebow. Like it, he's the Tebow prototype, but he literally like they only half baked him in the microwave, so now he's like missing a couple parts of his game. I I would say that's fair. I would think yeah. in college at least Tebow is a little more a little bit better of a passer, honestly, which is scary to say. Yeah. If Tebow, yeah. listen, here it is. If Tebow is New York style pizza, um, <laughs> DJ Ungalangalele is. I'm gonna call him DJU for the rest of the, the yeah, rest please. of the night. Yeah. DJU, DJU is basically a Ohio State University campus Domino's. Oh Jesus! <laughs> Why does that hurt more? <laughs> like Domino's is bad enough, and then you've got like okay. So Ohio's. by the way, Domino's in Connecticut because Connecticut's a, apparently like one of the best pizza spots in the world. Yeah, Domino's in Connecticut slaps compared to the Midwest. I never realized that until one of my friends from like Ohio told me this. He goes, yeah. "Dude, your Domino's here is even better." I'm like, "That's scary to think about how bad yeah. it is up there." Well, is it on campus though? 
I don't know if there's there's definitely one on campus in um because it's Ohio on State. campus. I I always like I lower my expectations for that. Listen, the Sabara that was on campus at Southern slapped. Okay, fair enough. There's always outliers, and then there's it went bankrupt. Yeah. Then it went bankrupt, and then they, <laughs> we got some like knockoff. <laughs> yeah, uh, Domino's Pizza, OSU North. I was right. <laughs> so Let's yeah, go! so there is one on campus. It has. 3.6 stars. <laughs> Those, are Ohio State. Those are the the center of Ohio stars, too. Yeah. Let's see what so, it is in Tuscaloosa. Let's go to the one on 15th Street. 3.5. So Domino's just anywhere besides, I guess, Connecticut. So, I love how Kevin knows exactly which Domino's he's talking about and, and uh What's it called in uh, Alabama's campus? Oh, that's no, they built more, and that's the one we'd always – that would be the closest one to where I live, so that's, like, where we'd order from. Okay. Yeah. But no, it's okay. Like, apparently in LSU's one. campus, there's a shit ton of Popeyes, which makes total sense because it's Louisiana. Oh, yeah. Mm. Which would have made me so fat because Popeyes is my joint. You know, oh, I've never had the... Popeyes. Oh, I've that, that raised Okay. I'm uh, heartbroken. Best, best fast food fried chicken. Popeyes. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry, Pojangles. Pojangles. No opinion. It's I love Jangles is the right answer. Pojangles okay. is the right answer. I drove 15. I drove an hour off of my route back from, um, because the closest one is in the Northeast, Kevin, is in central Pennsylvania. Or it's not central, uh, eastern Pennsylvania. It's like over by Hershey. Um, I drove like 30 minutes out of my way on the way back from Virginia to go get Bojangles, and I was like about it. But um, Zaxby's doesn't isn't that bad either. Zaxby's is good. Cane's is overrated. Their sauce. It's and their just the sauce, and I know how to make it. It's not yeah, hard. Th- their their sauce and their toast is what makes it good. And then Chick-fil-A is just nuggets. It's not like a fried chicken. Yeah, it's not fried chicken. Chick- okay, so I, uh, I have not, okay, so I have a interesting comment here before we go into ACC and everything else. I have I stopped eating Chick Fil A about five years ago, and I do not miss it. Or four years, Jared. Ago. I'm proud of you for taking a stand for gay rights. <laughs> Listen, one I'm LGBTQ. All for, I'm, I'm all for anybody to love anybody, and it's not my pro or identify as anything. It's not my issue. It, you're right. You do whatever you want. Here's the thing: I have not the last three times I ate Chick Fil A, I got food poisoning. I stopped eating. No, did you really? Yes. The yeah. last time I ate there was New Year's 2019. I stopped eating there. I said, fuck it. I'm done. I eat nothing. When it comes to fried chicken, it's just chick- Popeyes or I make it myself or I buy it from a local joint. Or the only fast food chicken. I'll, I I had KFC a couple months back. And I'm like, this actually is really good again. KFC terrible. KFC depends on where you go. If you go to one in like a nice neighborhood, it actually slaps. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? 
that's when I had the idea that made it all possible, signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. I, if you're in a nice neighborhood, get something besides KFC. That's that's. I my was broke advice. in college. Okay. okay um, have any of you guys ventured to go get a church's chicken? Uh, I've had churches. Uh, there was one right up the street from where I lived in college. Shocking. I've always wanted to try checkers too. I love this. This has been like third twenty minutes of just talking about fried chicken. <laughs> but yeah, Popeyes. Yeah. Popeyes <laughs> my joint though. Popeyes I mean, is my <laughs> guilty pleasure. Look, according to the College Football Hall of Fame, this is an SEC podcast. So that's true. That's we're true. Gonna we're gonna talk about fried chicken on the SEC podcast as we talk about a co- the conference that is basically be consumed by the SEC in the next ten years. Does 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 do you guys think the ACC will split north and south, and all the northern teams go to the pack? Uh, excuse me, Pac Ten, the uh, Big Ten, and all the southern. That's what I think. I honestly, yeah. that was what I was thinking about yesterday. So, like, you'll the storied franchises will go. So, like North Carolina, yeah, uh, North Carolina will go for as for basketball, basketball and baseball will punch their ticket. Yeah. Um, but they got Clemson, Miami, Florida State, and the rest yeah, will kind of just yeah. the rest. You might get. Duke might get in for basketball and then just beat Vanderbilt's punching bag for the next couple of years. <laughs> um, Duke football is so bad. I I never felt more demoralized and felt bad for a team until I watched Miami kick the piss out of Duke in Manny Diaz's second to last game as head coach. I was like, oh god, oh oh god. It was like it was like watching like I, I, like a two hundred and fifty pound linebacker beat the shit out of the uh, of the nerd kid in his class from high school. Like it was just ugly to watch. Does does anybody remember from last year? It was Virginia Tech. Uh, it was the first game of the uh, year, and they had what was it like? Um, I think they had like Enter Sandman on mm-hmm. for college football. It was stomping. I, I, oh my god, that was the greatest thing to see after COVID. I was like, man, you know what? I'm gonna go root for Virginia Tech this year, and they only finished six and seven. I'm like, what was the point? Well, of that's, all for, that? that's that's Virginia <laughs> Tech. They are they are always gonna be. Six Seven. That is who they are as a fucking program. That's who they are as a person. All right, perfect segue. We can talk, talk ACC football finally. Yeah, only because yeah, we just went to Louisiana in. and Popeyes and all this shit. But yeah, now, it's no, like Virginia listen, I love Tech is our segue. Well, here's the thing: is like okay, so like the last time I fear Virginia Tech was when the Edmonds brothers were on that fucking defense. I watched Tremaine Edmonds take off Mark Walton's head twice in the same drive, and I'm like, okay, this is not fun. <laughs> And then uh, Lo- who's it? Logan Thomas was their fucking quarterback. Ah, uh, Logan Thomas, the tight end. Who got a huge contract and hasn't done shit since. That man is a great salesman. Yeah, I mean, also, dude did a good job of transitioning to the new position. I mean, oh. make make fun of him, but it's d- done pretty well for himself. But... Um. Who do you have winning the Atlantic this year, Jared? 
That's just what I'm curious about. Uh, it's it's Clemson. It's Clemson. It's not even close. Like, as much as I would hate, love to see Clemson just get eaten alive by their own conference, I would love to see North Carolina State catch a dub. They're not. It's Clemson's to lose. I don't see any way they're not. Like, Florida State looks okay. And I, I think Mike Norvell started to turn the corner, but then they lose Travis Hunter. And now they also then lost um, – uh, they have a guy apparently who's uh, – this was a story for half the offseason – was holding out for NIL money. Only a Florida State that happens in this conference. And it, this is because maybe I'm an ACC guy. ACC is your is our meme team now. Who's your meme team in the SEC, Kevin? Like the team that – like they just – they used to be good, but now they're just for memes. Tennessee. Tennessee, yeah. There are they're Tennessee. And Karen and I would assume it's probably um, – Penn State. Yeah, no, because you guys actually have won games in the last 20 years. Um, <laughs> Florida State, besides the Jameis Winston year and a couple years around it, have been like a, an embarrassment. Um, but, yeah, no, it's 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 really funny. Like, Clemson is so stacked. That defensive line gives me freaking nightmares. But we don't have to play them this year. <laughs> um, yeah, right. We have to play Texas A&M, but honestly, I'm kind of excited for that. I think we might give Texas A&M a punch in the mouth, which would be fun. Um, but I just, you know, Clemson's schedule is great. It's just not that bad. I'm uh, looking. I'm looking at it right now. It's there's not a lot of losable games, and that's kind of what makes me kind of look at everything like, all right. So yeah, they play the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Okay kick a bottom feeder team while they're just starting to come up. Um, I'm trying to look at why is it everything just being annoying today? There we go. Pictures. Perfect. Cause I can't read. Um, then they play before, according, according to Kevin, I can't read. So um, <laughs> Georgia tech, Furman, Louisiana tech, wake forest, North Carolina state. That's the only possible losses. Yeah. They'll lose the NC stand. No at Boston college at Florida state, Syracuse at Notre Dame, Louisville, Oh, they do play Miami. Shit. Um, <laughs> and then South Carolina. <clears throat> Let's be honest. I don't know how South Carolina looks. I have not done much digging on them yet. What do you guys, the SEC fans, tell me? Kevin, are they going to be good this year? Well, Cruz thinks I'm an idiot. I have them, if it's not Georgia, them winning the East. Okay, so yeah, Clemson's going to have three losses this year. <clears throat> Or at max, I, I, I'm probably wrong. I just love Shane yeah, Beamer. I was gonna say, Jared, you're putting an awful lot of faith in that pick. Well, here, <clears throat> I for, for te, like the problem is the Atlantic is not a good division. That's why the this is the last year of divisions because it's stupid. It's Clemson and a bunch of scrubs. North Carolina State is a good team, but they're the most over. They're gonna get they're they're this year's Virginia Tech. Where they're gonna get punched in the mouth three or four times, and it's like, what happened to Virginia Tech? It's like they have a good defense, but their offense is fucking terrible, <clears throat> or it's overrated as shit. The fact they lost to Miami in primetime last year was when I was like, okay, they're a fake program. Miami walked in and punched them in the mouth, and they came back and still lost because Miami actually played defense the final game. But it's it's Clemson. Until you prove me wrong, it's Clemson. There, Karen, who do you have winning the Atlantic? <laughs> The Atlantic, give me Wake Forest again this year. I just, I want, uh-oh, I've pissed off Jared. I'm no, you just made me faint because the apocalypse is coming apparently. <clears throat> hey, I look, it was I, Vanderbilt, not Wake Forest. Same, hey, listen, same uh, colors. Yeah. 
Yeah. Same colors, different pig. Fair Wake Forest right. is a better logo. Also, yeah. I we did talk about this last week. Sam Hartman is a cutie, so watch out. <laughs> the opposing defense might get trapped in those eyes and give up yeah, some easy touchdowns. Yeah, that Syracuse defense will be nothing, just getting lost in the immaculate facial structure. Boston College, though, might run him off the field because you all know a Catholic. Nah, I'm not going to say that. Uh, <laughs> I I have the Wolfpack winning the Atlantic. I think they're Let's a go. team on the rise. I think that defense is good. And, I mean, we saw what Georgia did last year. Now, yes, they had a historic defense, but you can win off of defense. So, yes. I think NC State, it's not going to be easy, obviously. I think Clemson is – I think Clemson <gasps> is going to make the change – from that slap dick from East Aboga Community College to that five-star red shirt that they have. But I think it's going to be too little too late, and I think NC State's going to sneak in and take the division. And then the Coastal. Jared, do I even have to ask who you have? Well, okay. So here's the thing. where I was going to play some music, do all this song and dance and shit. I just don't feel like it right now. <clears throat> I just have to respond to one thing about Kiernan. Can we also understand the last year was the most fucked up and weirdest year in the ACC's history? Like, their their final two teams were Pitt with Kenny Smallhands and future country star Sam Hartman. <clears throat> They're like the reason that was the team is because none of their good programs couldn't figure out find their own feet. Okay, they were literally just kicking themselves and not getting up. My biggest thing with the ACC right now, at least in the in the Atlantic, is that Wake Forest caught lighting in a bottle last year, and reality is coming back. Reality comes in orange and purple and red, black, and white, a.k.a. NC State. I would love to see NC State win the damn thing. It just got proven me wrong. But, yeah, no, no, uh, eight Coastal, come on. It, it's the Canes. They have a target on their – they have a target on a bunch of teams they wanted to take out. Their biggest thing – with the twenty, the, the schedule is that one besides Clemson and A and M, everything is a winnable game. Cle- even Clemson, it, after, depending on how they come in the week before, it's I don't like every. There's no Alabama this year on our schedule. There is no oh we're gonna get our ass pulled across pavement for 220 miles and it's going to be painful to watch and it's going to cause Jared to drink uncontrollably for 24 hours. And there's no, Oh, Derek King's going to get hurt because he shouldn't have come back because he wasn't ready. It's, this is a young team, a hungry team, a head coach who's won a national championship here, a head, co- a program, which finally has a good, a good athletic director. They stole him from Clemson. They have boosters. Oh, and they have a bunch of young players who are ready to rock and roll. They got both their starting corners back. Al Blades is finally back from his life-threatening injury he had last year. Uh, Tariq Stevenson is back, Georgia transfer. James Williams, who's my favorite player on that defense. This guy should be in the Thorpe Award watch list. Covers ground, lays hits, and he's just a great instinctual player. And I want to talk about – come on. If I didn't talk about the offense, I wouldn't be giving my boys any favors. Van Dyke is a Maxwell Award watchlist guy. They're talking about him going to the NFL next year. I think he's going to stay for two years. I think he wants more under his belt. Jalen Knighton and Don and John Chaney, one of the best one-two, probably one of the better run one-two punches in the ACC. A bunch of young, athletic, fast wide receivers, and Will Mallory, one of the top five best tight ends in college football right now. They are just in their offensive line is a bunch of seniors and juniors. 
who have been suffering behind Mark Richton and Manny Diaz's coaching. And I think Cristobal is walking into a basically loaded up muscle car trying to run through the coastal. But yeah, basically they have Georgia Tech and Clemson and then Pitt. The only thing I worry about is the fact that they could lose back-to-back games against Clemson and Pitt if they don't take it seriously. But they hate Pitt so much they may not have to worry about it. But I I think the Canes are just going to – this is the year they're going to – they're not winning a national title or even going to the playoff. If they go to the playoff, they're going to get railroaded. But this is the year where we give the ACC the middle finger and say, we're, hey, we're back enough to be a contender in our own conference again. Like, this is not 2017. We actually have something here. But that's the way I look at it. I, they're not a national championship contender, but they are a ACC contender by a mile. Do do the Miami fans and just, you know, players and or general fans hate Clemson more or Pitt more? Pitt. Pitt? Okay. Pitt. We, everyone, hate, everyone in the ACC hates Clemson because Clemson was basically, like, babied by the conference. But right. Pitt's a special type of hate. We hate them too, so it's great. Oh, I know. That's why. That's why one thing me and Penn, a Penn State fans and Pitt fans get along with, and West Virginia fans, ironically. Hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, they, I did. That's uh, a big rivalry. Yeah, it's a big rivalry. I found out from my buddy, our buddy Sawyer, and also from Pat McAfee. Yeah, mm, it was a big deal go. when he went to West Virginia because he's from Pitt. Uh, mm. But I, I have a couple points to make about that Miami pick. I don't see it happening. That run defense is not good. They did uh, also address it a little bit in the offseason. No, their spring game. It was terrible. It's also the spring game, man. I never really Yeah, that. dude. That's where you make your mistakes. That's also a time to see how the team's going to look. That, that's part of the reason they have a public spring game. Against a top 15 in the nation offense, offensive line. I will yeah, say I mean, that. Yeah, I mean, it's your... It, it was just again. the tackling at the second level too. It wasn't just they yeah. couldn't get pressure. It was it was not great. I, I, I you know no, what? No, I'm sorry, Kevin. I don't think spring games count for that much. I it's like it's like going to like a, a an NFL like uh, uh, practice in the middle of the week. Like it's it's yeah, it's serious to kind of like get your plays down, see how it's going to look on you know on a real field with real fans and things like that. But it, it doesn't mean anything. Like I don't yeah, care ask, how bad seven-time national championship winning coach Nick Saban if spring practice means anything. He will I'm tell you so it means Alabama is more different. Alabama is on its own. Like, yeah, Al- first of all, Alabama is on its own thing. Second of all, I, I, I don't. I'm not saying it's not important. I'm saying it's not taken as seriously by the players. I really don't think it's as bad as you think it is. Also, I think if your players one, aren't taking the spring game seriously, then that's a problem with your pro. One thing, though, that I will say is the difference between the Manny Diaz era and the Mario Cristobal era. After the spring game and after a couple of bad practices, I follow a lot of Miami beat reporters, and I've actually messaged back and forth with them before. They're actually really cool people. Manny made them run. Oh, not Manny. Mario made them run. Mario made what? them regret. No, this is like this is the first time I think Miami's had a coach like this since Bush Davis. Because Mario Cristobal's not a pushover. He's a hard-ass. Like, they've had nothing but pushover since Larry Coker took over. Randy Shannon tried to be a hard-ass, but everyone knew he was one of the hood boys. He was one of the dudes from the uh, old-school youth teams. That's why I think this Cristobal's going to work, because he's a hard-ass. Oh, I think he'll be fine. I just don't think that they'll get there year one. I think this is Well, I mean, that's kind of what Jared said. They're not a playoff team. They're an ACC team, and that's what they're going for. I I don't know if they're ready year one under Cristobal. I I, I think they – 
Actually, I, I don't want to say that in case I look like an idiot at the end of the season. I mean, you took Sam They're gonna do well. They're gonna You do took well. Sam Howell to win the Heisman last year, okay? I think at this point, I think at this point, Kiernan, you can only go from, up from here. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> There's only one way, and it's up. Fucking so what I've been saying about this season two of this show. Uh, for the Coastal, for me, I have Pitt. I, I've been a believer in Slovis since he was at USC. I think that team's still good enough. I think their coach has the experience, and I think they're going to go back to the uh, ACC championship. I don't care if we win the Coastal again. I just want my fourth straight win over Pitt. I want it to be a fucking ugly. And us to, like, every time we play Pitt, we kick the piss out of them, and it's ugly. That's all I want. Fair. Kiernan, who do you have winning the Coastal? Give me the Canes. I think I. Th- <laughs> I was going to say it before Jared, but, uh, or, excuse me, I was, I had that pick, oh, God, Jesus, fucking words. I was thinking the same thing as Jared, but Jared has unequivocally convinced me of, of the case. I'm a salesman. It's perfect. Perfect. I would buy a car off of you. That's terrifying. <laughs> uh, fair. I mean. I think Miami's a good team. I just I think they're ahead of schedule. If they also, make the ACC championship, that's great. They're still ahead of schedule, but it's a, a good start. In Kevin's defense, the problem is I've seen my this Miami team from the when they were like incoming freshmen. Like I watched Van Dyke in the spring game a year and a half ago when Manny Diaz was still had a secure job and De'Ara King was this revelation. He was going to change Miami football. I mean, he had a great season in 2020, but, you know, 2021, he just shouldn't have come back. He should have just gone to the NFL or tried to do do some work in the XFL or whatever. It shouldn't matter. 20, post-2021 20, should have never happened, for, or at least he should have waited because they should have started Garcia or Van Dyke off the bat. But then again, if that happened, they may have not developed as well. But the thing is with Miami, it's like I've seen these this team since they were babies. I watched Al Blaze Jr. I remember when he got recruited. I saw the update. And I was like, oh, my God, one of our most legendary players' sons is coming back. This is amazing. And, like, I watched, like, James Williams. I remember we got recruited. I was hyped because he was our first four-star we got in, like, years. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. That wasn't like a quarterback or an offensive tackle, so I was excited. But yeah, no, it's that's my point, Kieran. And to Kevin's credit, I've watched these guys, so I see things that Kevin wouldn't see, even like because Kevin is more focused on actual winning football and not like chasing their <laughs> own tail. Their best. Yeah, instead of trying their best and trying to just pit. listen, 
I consider it a winning season if we kick the piss out of Pitt. That's fine. We we had a losing record, Manny's second last year, and we beat the piss out of Pitt. I was fine with it. So, it's all that matters to me. Fair. Fair enough. All right, Kiernan, who do you have winning the ACC championship since you went last every time when we were picking these teams? Oh, that's fine. Um, mm. Ah, fuck it. Double down, Canes. <laughs> just, I'm just, I'm just going to go, I'm going to go full, full Jared here. And now I can claim that if it doesn't work out, it's Jared's fault. So, okay. I'm used to people blaming me for the things that they're also. Unlike the Sam Howell pick, if it doesn't work out, he he's not gonna make fun of you, and he can't make fun of you because he had the same picks. Yeah, no, I'm just gonna curse him for jinxing us. Um, even worse. <laughs> Fucking leprechaun. Um, for myself, I think Clemson will beat the piss out of Miami in the second to last game of the season. But the most dangerous thing to the ACC is Miami getting co- co- cohesive keeping their shit together, Van Dyke being a leader, and if they stay healthy with those weapons and that defense just getting older, more experienced, and nastier. Because this Miami team, this Miami defense, gives me pre-2008 Nevin Shapiro sanctioned vibes. Like, I watched James Williams stick a guy up on the hole and talk shit as he's put him to the, into the ground. These these edge rushers, this is giving me good vibes. I'm getting, like, Rousseau, Jalen Phillips vibes again. There's a lot of good stuff here. There's a lot of potential, and I think Clemson's going to come in way too cocky. Oh, we just kicked the shed him two weeks ago, and Miami's going to catch him with a couple right hooks, and it's going to be, like, a little scary. They're not going to make the playoff. They will not. If they make the playoff, I will run shirtless and and barefoot through a snowbank on this show recorded for you guys if they they will make the playoffs. I will do it. We'll have – like either Kevin will come down from mass to record me or we'll have one of my, either my brother-in-law, my sister, or my family, they'll record it Perfect. for this show. If, if Miami makes a playoff, I will do this and I'll do it for like a couple minutes. So like it, the, the pain really sets in <laughs> and I might do a stone cold Steve stunt, like stone cold Steve beer chug too. Perfect. There. I have Pitt winning it. Honestly, I, I think, they do have the experience still. I, I put a lot into experience when it comes to college football. I think Slovis is going to come in. I think it's going to be the status quo with him coming in. He is a guy who's been around the block for a while coming from USC. I think he's going to help keep that program relevant, but I don't think any team from this conference is going to the college football playoffs for a second year in a row. No. I think next so, year will, there will be one cent. I don't know which team it's going to be. One team will come out next year. Most it could likely, be this team. It could be Clemson. It could be NC's fucking state. We don't fucking know. Yeah, I think whatever teams come out of the ACC, they're going to have two losses, and then they won't be put in. Right. I think uh, the bet. I think Miami's going to have two or three. Clemson will have two or three or four. NC State will have two or three. It's going to. It's going to be this. It's going to be one more year of eating each other alive. That's my opinion on this conference. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I think the the real dangers are uh to to win it that is is the canes and clemson i don't think wake force is gonna have nearly i think last year was kind of just a complete uh how would i luck of of yeah it was complete luck i mean i enjoyed watching wake forest win don't get me wrong but it's one of those like uh it's an asterisk season kind of like it's you know what 
yeah, it happened, but it's yeah, it's it was a one and done type deal. You're not going to get back, you know, unless something fucking insane happens with Clemson or Miami or Pittsburgh or whatever. Uh, to your point about the experience, Kevin, I am not confident enough in. It's not that Slovis isn't good. It's that I don't think I don't think with losing Kenny Pickett, it's going to be as good. And I don't think they have the wherewithal and the the players behind them to to make a run deep into the season. My, I think I think the Canes do. I think Clemson does, and I think the Wolfpack do. But other than that, I don't see anybody else uh, that really has that sort of fighting mentality. One thing also with Pitt. Oh, sorry, Kev. Do you want to go first? Yes. Here's my thing also. I think I think people are sleeping a little bit on Slovis, partially because I think Pat Narduzzi's a much better coach than Clay Helton. That's not much of a sentence. That's just a lukewarm take that we all Hot take, I know. <laughs> so I think Narduzzi will get more out of Slovis than Clay Helton, Clay Helton ever did. Yeah, but mm, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's fair. But like, listen to Mad Dog. If you have your quarterback, you're gonna. That's the most important position. So no one else can win the fucking Eisman. My a lot more. So my biggest thing with the whole. One Wake Forest, it was yeah, it was definitely a bottle. It was like the big boys are home. Wake Forest, nice job holding the line. But I knew that that their whole miracle, like the resurrection of the program, was over when Pitt kicked the piss out of them. I knew that was over. Pitt, who I consider a mid-level program in the ACC overall, like distance-wise, besides like Dan Marino and Tony Dorsett, their history is not great. Um, I looked at them like, oh. Okay, well, that says all we need to know about Wake Forest. They're the Vanderbilt of the ACC. Um, almost the apocalypse. But with the problem, my problem with Pitt is one: who the hell is he throwing the ball to? They lost Addison to USC or Texas. Where the fuck he went? Who cares? He's gonna still be like a mid-level guy down there. Um, here's the other thing about it with Slovis: is the it's the it's the fact they've had Kenny Pickett for so long. It was a constant, like how the Patriots for so long had Brady. I'm not comparing with Brady. I'm just saying. They had Brady, and with back when the Tigers back when I, we were in high school, they had Taj Boyd for four years. They ha, there's a continuity to this, where now Slovis, who's a, not only a transfer, a new starter, he's also a transfer, so he only stared this playbook for maybe five six months. Whereas with DJU, he's stared at that playbook for three years now. Tyler Van Dyke's been staring at that year playbook for three years. These guys know their plays. The offense hasn't changed much. I think they're still using. Um, Rhett Lashley's p- playbook, even though he's at uh, back at SMU. So, if I'm an ACC of betting man, even the same thing at North Carolina State, they have the same fucking coaching staff and quarterback. So, if I'm a betting man, I'm taking the three teams of continuity at the quarterback position and not the transfer. Because quarterback, offensive line, defensive line, unless you have some game-breaking player like a Christian McCaffrey, it doesn't really affect the scoreboard. You, you get a couple extra plays, but really, that's the engine that drives the car. It's not really about, like, the guys outside. And I, Sorry, Kevin, go on. I think the last five years prove it does not matter if you've been there for three months or three years. Jalen Hurts, true freshman, SEC Player of the Year. Tua Tungavailoa, true freshman, comes into the national championship, wins it. Jalen Hurts transfers to Oklahoma, third in the finalist, third in the Heisman voting. I think he was second. Uh, second or third. He was second. 
I remember okay. he was, I, I was so uh, like I, I was happy for him. I Fred Dorit King, he played phenomenally his first year at Miami after yeah. transferring from Houston. I don't think it really matters anymore how long you've been there. I also think the issue is is that those are the Miami one is is an outlier because the other thing is you name top tier programs. Yeah. I don't consider Pitt a top tier program. I do not. I think honestly they're if they're if we're talking about continuity and success overall in the last 30 years whether in or out of that conference, but they're in the conference now. Pitt's fifth or sixth. That's the, it's not their fault. It's the fact that the, the ACC is loaded with a bunch of historic schools or schools that have been successful now. Pitt's been a mid-school for most of its existence, but the thing is they had a good run with Kenny Pickett. I think Kenny Pickett also, their, his continuity there was what kind of kept that team alive because Kenny Pickett was a different kind of winner. He was a gamer. Slovis has to prove to me he's a gamer because that's how well, that's what wins in Narduzzi's offense. And I don't want. If, what if he's another Josh Rosen? Like that's that's what I'm saying. Is like we don't know if he's another. Josh guy Rosen was a, good in college, so that'd yeah, be last, fine. Year kind of, last year kind of sucked. But um, to continue on to, from from Jared's point of continuity, right? You could look. You could look at uh, Lincoln Riley's move to USC, where Slovis was from. Right? I got that right. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and he's taking the quarterback with him. So that offense isn't going to change. And I think USC is going to do really well this year. And I hope that by saying this, they're going to they're a prove 10 win team this year. In my opinion, they're going to kick everyone's ass except for Oregon. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that like, I, I have no issue as long as, long as they stay above 500. Look, my expectations. Are, anyway, th- my point is, my point is, is he's taking Lincoln Riley's taking an offense with him and he's taking his centerpiece with him as well. Right, I think that I, I think that follows up with Jared's point of continuity. It's it's the same guys in there. You know, granted, uh, Caleb Williams is young. I mean, he's a redshirt sophomore. No, sophomore. Sophomore. sophomore, sophomore, straight well, up. Thank you. That also proves my point. Came in as a true freshman and started winning them games. And I don't think it Again, matters. Program. I think also the Big Twelve is a seven on seven passing league. Yeah, coaching is what. Okay, why couldn't Spencer Rattler beat Texas? Why did Caleb Williams? Not Spencer spin? Rattler lost his shit last year. Mentally, he yeah, wasn't he there. Sucks. No, I don't think he sucks because he got benched. I, no, Pe- Spencer Rattler. I think the hype got to his head, and the kid was already hearing the draft calls. I think Spencer Rattler needed a revel. I think Spencer Rattler is one of those players where, and I actually wanted to bring this up at some point when I was on here because I know you guys love talking college ball, and. I saw. I was watching those. I wanted almost. I wanted to write about it almost, but I'm like, I hate writing. I forgot about that. Um, and I, I don't think Kevin wants to go through that headache of editing my pieces ever again. So, um, yeah, Beth would be editing that. Yeah, Beth would want to shoot me after what reading any of my articles with Spencer Rattler. I think he heard the hype of him being a top ten pick in the 2021 draft, so he ate it up, and it got to his head, and then his whole world fell apart. With I was watching that game live. I could not believe what I was watching with Oklahoma kicking the game, the kick, the shit kicked out of him by Texas. I was like, oh my God, Rattler looks terrible. And then Caleb Williams comes in and pure adrenaline. I, I equated to the Taylor LeBron story about Zach Mettenberger coming in with a Delaney Walker touchdown. Dude smelling like a whole honking thing of wintergreen. That story is legendary, by the way, from one cheer to another. I like, I love that story. But here's the thing, right? I kind of think of the same thing with Williams. Williams is first, I think his first touchdown was like a 40-yard run because he's a run, he's a he's a dual threat quarterback. And then he throws a good, a good complete pass with that great offense. 
but my biggest thing with this whole this whole thing with with Caleb Williams and his point is that Williams did it pure off adrenaline and kicked ass with it, and then he started to settle in, obviously. But then Texas started coming back. That's why it was an amazing game. But like Kieran said, it's an elite level program, an elite level offense. Same thing with Alabama. Alabama too. That's a top tier recruit. That is a top tier guy. Jalen Hurts, same thing. He's got and and arguably the most pinnacle of how to run a, a, a college football. Kevin, I have you have a point. I think, but with Pitt, you might be missing the shot here. I think if Slovis is as good as you think he's going to be, then yes, they're they're going to be a contender in the ACC Coastal. I just don't buy Slovis, and I don't buy him buying in this fast. See, I don't. I don't think it matters program history. I think it matters the coach you have now. Elite offense at the time, yes. But also, people forget when Jalen Hurts was here, we still didn't have an elite offense. We were Jalen's murder ball. We yeah, we were a run first, suffocate them on defense team. Then Tua changed that after he was after his freshman year because we started throwing the ball more, which opened the door to Mac Jones, Devontae Smith, and Bryce Young. I think coaching is a the biggest part of this, and I think Pat Narduzzi is a phenomenal coach. I'm split on him also because I just fucking hate his guts, but that's a whole other reason. That's fair. This is gonna be an interesting one to to see at the end of the season because I think I think this is the the grumpiest I've seen Kevin so far this season or three episodes in. I don't I've think I'm grumpy. I, I've I think seen I just Ke- have a I've point seen, to make. I've seen I've seen Kevin way grumpier here now. No, I just mean this At season. me! Yeah, no, I just mean this season. We're, we're not there yet. Once we get into the real stuff, he's just going to be pissed that, like, Alabama let up more than 14 points one game. That's when I don't want to talk to him. No, the scariest thing ever was watching Kevin watching me w- uh, try to witness Miami versus App State in my kitchen. That's hysterical. <laughs> I was so stressing I drank I, so much alcohol that night from the amount of stress I induced from watching that game. I actually Ugh. felt really bad. I was like, it, should we have 911 ready? Is Jerry going to have a heart attack? And Oh, that's me just watching any Penn State game. This I, is, this is, I think, that Kevin, that was also the day I realized Manny Diaz is done. I knew it was <laughs> yeah, over. Fair. I'm like, fair. I was like, and then we got our ass kicked the next week by Michigan State. Thank God. Thank God Philadelphia beat the barn doors off Atlanta or else that would have been the worst vacation of all time for me. <laughs> Fair. Ugh. That's how we spent Kevin's birthday in a bar by ourselves watching football. Wonderful. <sighs> yep. Well, can't wait to do it again this year. I mean, we will be back by that. I mean, we'll still celebrate your birthday that weekend. Sounds good. All right. Anything else? Boys? That you want to I'm touch just on? happy I got to agree, on, agree with Karen on something this year. It's great. Yeah, a stark contrast from last year. I wanted to throw something at you last year. I'm like, that was great. Well, my hatred of Sam Howell, I think the only person I hate more than him is anybody who wears a Dodgers uniform, but that's a whole other <laughs> argument. Yeah, different sport, man. The hatred's still the same. Fair. All right. Well, Jared, thank you for stopping by. I love this it podcast. Was fun, I love you guys. As boys. always, uh, we'll be back next week with Rattlesnake for the Big 12 slash group of five preview. Uh, we might split that up into two. And then the Pac 12 is being put on the back burner. I said it last week and I'll say it again next week because Kiernan's going to be out of the country and then I'm going to be out of the country and it's just going to be a 
nightmare scheduling. I'm not going to make Kiernan wake up at 3 a.m. to record a podcast, and I'm not going to wake up at 3 a.m. to record a podcast. So we'll figure it out. A this episode is brought to you by before the, before the uh, season begins. That's all. Yeah, we'll get it done at some point. Yeah, it might be three weeks into the season, but we'll get it done. No, it it, it'll be before the season. <laughs> I had a built-in bye week, so Perfect. hopefully we can figure it out. This episode is brought to you by Yeats. Head over to yeatsofficial.com, promo code TAILGATE for 10% off your order. Get some amazing sunglasses. I wear them to work every day. They're beautiful. Uh, also, Canadips. Head over to Canadips.com, promo code BELLYUP or BELLYUP Sports, Jared? BELLYUP20. BELLYUP20, 20% off your order. I don't use it, but I've heard it's a great product. Packing one right now, baby. <laughs> Jared uses it. He swears by it. I have at least two lips in a day, so (laughs) we should talk to uh, Zach Mettenberger about getting him some. See if he'd be down. Dude, their wintergreen tastes like Coke wintergreen, so I think that would be definitely. Uh, So we'll we'll see. We'll see about getting him on and giving him some free candidates. That's it for this week. We'll see you next week. With some gold on my body, off my body, off colors, Rossi, I'm sloppy. I treat my luxury scraper like a Bugatti, Lottie, Dottie. She like to party off Molly, but Cardi let her get naughty. A hottie up in the lobby, she style. She said, Fody Water, where you about to be? I said, Follow me, follow me, follow me, bitch, room 223. You got to pay me, you'll pay me no attention. That's how I be when you're born and raised in the Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 